good football fans welcome back to the fourth and mob podcast alongside my good friends brady bradley and jeremy my name is josh and we appreciate you all tuning in so we uh two of us had a uh, golf tournament that uh one of them actually won in so i'll let uh the listeners guess who won and who did not i'll give you a guess they look similar the two that were in the tournament so brady bradley uh who came out on top so i i won an award um i won <laughs> it's called mr thursday where you play well in the practice round and then you don't play well in the tournament um so for obvious reasons bradley won and he's back to back so shout out to bradley for winning can we get his. some can we get some drizzy in here we're going back to back. <laughs> yes. See, basically what we're saying, what I'm hearing is that Brady's not clutch. Is that, is that right? That's no. yeah. That's exactly what I heard. No, we're going to switch this to a golf podcast. That's what, that's what we're switching <laughs> this to. Bradley's our host now. Yes. Big news for the podcast. Um, but no, we're actually not switching it. We're going to um, talk about some NFL notables. And it's interesting because there's so many things to talk about as far as NFL related things. Um, so we kind of narrowed it down to um, more so facts because a lot of it's like hype train stuff, who's doing well, who's not doing well type things. Um, so we're going to stick straight to the facts and what we're hearing. Um, so we're going to start with Xavier Howard, the star corner out of Miami. Um, he has formally requested a trade. He's shown up to camp, um, but has also requested a trade. He wants out. Um, I haven't heard of any destination that he wants to go to. Um, but we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, the next news is Dak, Dak Prescott is dealing with a shoulder injury to start camp. So I believe it was the first day of camp, first or second day of camp. Um, Dak Prescott left camp early um, and has a shoulder injury. They're hoping it's not too long. I, I believe they said a couple weeks. Um, I had to throw this nugget in. The third one is Henry Ruggs III, my guy, a.k.a. wide receiver one from the 2020 class, gained 13 pounds of muscle in the offseason. I think it's big news. Um, we'll see what you guys think. Um, a couple rookie receiver news, Terrace Marshall and Deami Brown are uh, taking reps in the slot, which is a little bit different than what they did in college. Um, big news over this weekend, Carson Wentz suffered a foot injury. Uh, it's unclear if he's going to need surgery. Um, as of today, they're holding off on the surgery and hoping it heals. Um, I haven't heard a, a, an expected timetable. I don't know if you guys have. Uh, we'll come back to you on that. And then um, Nick Chubb received a three-year extension. I believe it was $36 million, um, something around that park. And then finally, the Saints signed Devontae Freeman um, to be in their backfield. Where do we want to start with this? This is what we got for news this week. I think I think we should start with Carson Wentz because that's one of the, the bigger news uh, topics regarding fantasy. Because, I mean, we've come on here and said that uh, Carson Wentz could be a, a fantasy relevant quarterback this year, and he could potentially return to, to MVP form when he re- returned with his coach. Uh, and the first, the first thought is you just, you feel really bad for him because he was, he was setting up to be the guy with really no competition behind him. Um, and it was just kind of his, his job to take over with, without any of that pressure. I mean, when they drafted Jalen hurts, it kind of played a lot of psychological uh, role on him. So I hope it's nothing too serious. I don't know what they diagnosed him with, um, but I'm, I'm hoping he's back at the end of the preseason, if not uh, beginning of the regular season. We haven't heard any timetable on that. Return. I haven't heard anything. Nothing. So, yeah. So I guess the next question on that is if he's not able to go in a super flex league, I believe it's Jacob Eason is the starting quarterback there. Any value whatsoever? 
until you see until you see what he can actually do like no you got to have someone that's actually has some experience or more draft pedigree than Jacob Eason I mean I I think it's worth stashing because it's not like you're giving up it's not like you're like investing a bunch into him right now and in a super flex league like you're looking for those types of hits so why not especially a dynasty right yeah definitely Totally. Like you have 25 roster spots usually in like a dynasty league. I think I feel like it's worth a I mean, if he's gonna be the starting quarterback, it's worth a, seeing how it goes. Yeah, oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn on how to feel about it because you know, obviously they said surgery right away, or that was the thought, and now they're thinking no surgery, but when it's gone this long without them really giving any diagnosis on what the injury does, I feel like that's always bad news. Yes, I, the, I would agree. With that's that. a fair point. That being vague is never. It, you wish you would just know what you're dealing with versus it just being up in the air. Yeah. Does and, this and I, does this ahead, news Jeremy. do anything for you? Like, let's say he misses week one, week two. Obviously, it hurts his stock. But how about the other guys on that offense? No receivers have value in my opinion, and then Jonathan Taylor just skyrockets because I feel like they're just going to run the crap out of the ball. See, I, I'm not in the same boat as Brady. I think Michael Pittman does have. Uh, does have value with, with, with Carson Carson Wentz, uh, with Jacob Easton. I was gonna say. Oh what about no, but without? you said I thought you were saying just regular. They don't. I think Michael Pittman with Carson Wentz does not so much with Eason, and like you better be getting all your shares of Jonathan Taylor because he's gonna get fed the ball. Because you asked Jeremy without Carson Wentz, correct? Yes. Yes. Yep. So I, the only person I would want if Carson Wentz was out would be Jonathan Taylor. How about one of the, those other running backs? I was going to say Naeem Hines, maybe, because they're going to dump it off to him. That's a fair point. I still think Michael Pittman's worth a dart throw. Um, like, it, it, you're not you're not going to pay almost anything to need to get him. And just for the second-year breakout, it's worth that flyer. Uh, we've seen uh, it quarterback play not necessarily matter in the past, but just getting targets and targets and targets. So I think it's worth a shot, like in a late, 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 late situation. Let's talk Henry Ruggs. Uh, I know Brady's excited to hear that he gained 13 pounds. I think for me, it doesn't move him up my boards. But if the 13 pounds of muscle says, hey, he's going to play 17 games, that automatically makes him more valuable and, and slides him in, honestly, to a late wide receiver, too, if he plays all 17 games, in my opinion. See, for me, I, don't, I would love for him to be a late wide receiver, too. I don't know if that's feasible um but like you said brother the 13 pounds for me i feel like it it screams more durability for him and i think this year he's gonna be playing more of his role than what he did last year they they're saying that he's gonna be playing more of a slot receiver which, which is what he played at alabama you saw him take slants to the house at alabama on in the slot so um for me if he can play all 17 games um this is a streaming wide receiver every single week that you can play depending on matchups um, I wouldn't go as far to say that he could be a wide receiver too, though. I would agree with that. Like, I think, I think rugs, you'd be stoked if you got wide receiver two production from rugs. Um, his ceiling is higher than that. Like if just sheer, like, you know, athletic ability, but it's still in wide receiver three plus range for me right now. Book it right here. If Henry rugs plays all 17 games, he will finish within the top 36. I don't think it's bold. That's not yeah. bold. No, I think that's very, very likely if you play 17. I'd put him right around that 30 range. Yep. That's a big I'm, if, I'm comfortable with that. It is. It it's is. a huge if. Yep. Huge if, too. Um, let, let's talk Dak Prescott. 
are we all, at all concerned about this shoulder injury? I mean, I'm not. I'm not terribly concerned about it. It's this is this is the time that I mean, Dak was out all last year, so he's probably throwing a lot more balls than he's thrown in a long time. So I think it just comes with little bumps and bruises. I want to hear from Josh. Are you worried about Dak and your Cowboys? <laughs> so for those of you who may not know that inside joke, I just I have expressed interest in the Dallas offense for fantasy purposes, which I don't think is a bold take whatsoever. And it's going to be a great offense to have, you know, shares in, but to answer your question. Okay. No, 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 no. We need to clarify this. You have expressed so much interest in that offense that you thought they were going to win the division last year based on just the offense when they didn't have a single defender that was worth noting. I like Lawrence is pretty good. And Jalen, but I'm saying their defense wasn't very good. Okay. I, I, I think they have top five offense potential. I don't think that's bold For at sure. all. And I, and I think that if it's that, you know, if it's that awesome, then it's possible that can get you to a division champ- championship. Maybe not much else if it's like also a bottom five defense, but I'd still think that it's, you can get a division title with that, with that such explosive offense. For sure. Yeah, but does it scare me with Dak? Uh, maybe a little bit, but largely not really. I don't think I'm moving him uh, down on my board. I still think that the receiving options that they have there in Dallas, like he's just going to put up insane numbers, and the defense is still not great. So he's going to uh, be in game scripts where he's going to have to pass a lot. So I am still in favor of drafting Dak. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's too I, early right now. Yeah, go ahead. I would Jimmy. agree. Yeah, I just don't, I, I agree with both of you guys. I just I think it's probably too early to really make any adjustments there. To be honest with you, and this isn't a notable of ours, but I'm more worried about a different fancy asset injury, and that's Cooper's. Uh, I'd be a little concerned. I moved him down my board. I've actually I had him above CD for the longest time, but I've actually switched that and I have CD above him now. Where's CD for you right now? Let's see. So I had him a lower, I would say, um, based on the consensus, but I have him now at, I've moved him up to 20. CD lamb. Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think that's kind of low. I haven't have him at 16. I have CD lamb at 11. Oh, wow. Some, there's some projection baked into that. I'm sure there's, 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 you have CD at 11? Say that one more time for the I listeners. C- I have CD Lamb at 11. Wide yep, receiver, right? Wide receiver 11. Very wow. Wide receiver, so. right? I, when you said, when you said, oh, wow, you have him at 20, I thought you were saying I had him high. Wow. So right. That's what high. I thought, too. I, wow. Nope. I, so, yeah. I'm not going to give too much information because I feel like we might be talking about him next week. So, so I'm, not, I'm not foreshadowing, but I don't want to give too much information on He's not saying, but he's saying. Yeah, right. Before we move on, um, Xavier Howard, do we think he's going to get traded? Yes. And if yes. so, where? I, I think we talked about this off air, but I'd like the Arizona Chandler Jones. I think that would help both teams. It's not happening because the Vikings are trading a second-round pick for Chandler Jones. <laughs> Pat Pete wants it. Okay. <laughs> for what it's worth, I don't, I don't really want to trade a second-round pick for Chandler Jones. I got burned I with that. It screams what we just did last year. I mean, I feel like Chandler Jones is a more I like, like he's a different tier. a little bit more than he's a different Yannick tier Ngakwe. production asset than uh, yeah. Unique Ngakwe, but you no know, fair point though. 
I think Seattle, Seattle will be a really good fit for Xavier Howard. Yeah. Be talk, back. Talk, there you talk go. about a team that just doesn't want to pick in the first round. Like, <laughs> <laughs> fair. Yeah. Is that what you think it would just take? Is it one first round pick? No, I think it'd no. take a little bit more than that. I was gonna say, yeah. It's like it's almost gonna be like Jalen Ramsey. I would I would say probably a, a one and a three or a four. You think a player needs to be added in there? I think a player would probably be added. DK Metcalf? <laughs> <laughs> Bradley's if, boy. If I'm Miami, I would say where do I sign? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um lastly, Nick Chubb, three year deal. Draft him in your fantasy leagues. They're paying Absolutely. him because they want to. They want to run the football with him. Um, so I think that concludes our NFL notables. So on today's episode, we are doing a mock draft. It looks like a lot of the ADPs are being updated. So um, we're going to do. I think it's a, a 15 round mock, and we're all going to um, randomize our spots. We're going one v one v one. I think I'll be one on there. Yep, I did. So um, we're going to do that, and we're going to randomize our order. So Jeremy, I will turn it over to you. Let's randomize this order and see where we're all at. While you're money. doing that, money. we are doing so again 12 team leagues, it's half point PPR, no super flex. So it's randomized. Josh huge, set. huge. Let's go. I got a second overall pick. Josh has 102. I have 104. Bradley has 105. And Jeremy is all the way at 109. So we'll probably do what first four rounds before we take a break and then come back. Sounds like a plan. Hanging out by myself at the back half. Of oh, the by myself. You, oh, Bradley, Brady and Bradley are just going to be sniping each other. I know. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Let's get this thing started. Wow. And wow. Dalvin Cook goes 101. That is very, very interesting. So that makes my decision very, very easy. So we are going to go. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if I can actually, there he is. So Christian McCaffrey is my pick at uh, 102. So after Christian McCaffrey, it went. Can we pause for a second? Christian McCaffrey is going one-on-one in almost every draft. And if you're picking (laughs) one-on-one, just purely based on volume, you should be taking Christian McCaffrey. I would agree. I'm not going to disagree. Yep. And so um, at pick 104, I have a couple different options. Um, if I go straight by my rankings, my fourth overall player at the running back position is Nick Chubb, but number three is Derrick Henry, which is still there. So I'm going to take Derrick Henry here. I am debating between Jonathan Taylor and Nick Chubb, and and the current status of Carson Wentz leads me to believe that Jonathan Taylor is probably the right pick. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. It's just purely based on volume all the way to Jeremy. So in between Jeremy and Bradley um, was Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb and Jeremy's guy, Aaron Jones at pick eight. So Jeremy, you're up at nine. Where are you going here? So I'm not sure if I'm surprised or not. It seems like at least early on until more news come out, uh, Zeke will probably start to go towards the back half of this. I think he'll eventually, his name will pop back up again. But that's where I'm going to go here. He's a guy that I've actually moved back up into my top five. I like how lean he is. I think that's going to help him. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get the volume that he did his, his rookie year. But, uh, you know, getting most of the volumes, I think Pollard will be involved. But I like Zeke's outlook this year. Did you see that news about uh, Pollard getting a little bit more touches with just to, like, 
uh, let Zeke or not not wear down Zeke as much. Definitely, yeah, it, it, a little bit, but I still think he'll be the goal line guy, and they'll have, they'll have a good offense, so he'll have a lot of uh, scoring opportunities. I like the value there. So then it was Adams, Tyree Kill, Kelsey, uh, Antonio Gibson, Eckler, and Najee Harris, and I am back on the clock. That's so early for Gibson, in my opinion. I would agree. I would agree with you there. So, I I mean, I could double up on running back here, which given, as we talked about week after week uh, here on the podcast, that kind of dead zone, that's where I lean, um, just with the second, third, fourth round kind of being empty there on running backs. So I'm going to go running back, and I'm going to go with a guy we've talked about a decent amount, and that's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think his upside is huge this year. He's probably being drafted where he should be as opposed to where he was last year. Um, so I think you'd be really excited about him there in the second round. That's a good pick. That's who I was going to take you. I feel uh, like on this podcast, that's that, like that's a like good value for us, but I yep. feel like, <clears throat> like the fantasy community, that's early. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, after Jeremy went three straight wide receivers, it was Diggs, Kelvin Ridley, and DeAndre Hopkins. I was kind of hoping DeAndre Hopkins was going to fall to me, um, but he didn't. So I'm going to double down on running backs, and I'm going to go with another good pass pass catching running back, uh, second-year running back DeAndre Swift out of the Detroit Lions. I was hoping you were going to take Joe Mixon, so I didn't have to take Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is uh, is borderline do not draft for Bradley. And usually for Brady, too. Uh, I got to take him. I, I don't you, know you, why. You don't have to. I feel like I always take Joe Mixon, but I'm taking nope. Joe Mixon here. That's tough. Brady, before you describe your pick um, or talk about the reasons why quickly, do you guys are you guys excited about this? Uh, the news coming out of camp with Detroit that they're really focusing on hitting the running backs out of the backfield? Yes, but I don't like how they keep saying it's going to be a one-two punch between him and Jamal Williams. That, that Jam- I don't like Jamal exactly. will definitely have a role for sure. Which hurts. I would Joe Mixon. I I just feel like the talent is too good, um, and I feel like there's nobody behind him. They drafted Chris Evans late in the draft, but if Joe Mixon's healthy, he is going to be the bell cow there, and I'm hoping he's healthy. Oh, man. So then uh, between Brady's pick and my pick went DK Metcalf. And now I am thinking, do I double up on running back before team one picks twice or do I pick a receiver? And I think I'm going to go. Do I go? That's tough. So a couple of the running backs that are available here, like David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, uh, Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Daryl Henderson, whose ADP is going to be rising and rising. Um, I am going to Miles Sanders. Huh? Left up my boy Miles Sanders in that conversation. That's fair. That's fair. You know, I think I'm going to go Chris Carson here as my running back too. And then uh, between my pick and um, my next pick went J.K. Dobbins and Pat Mahomes. And I think I'm going to try to get a top tier wide receiver here. Cause I think there's going to be a pretty decent run of them here. Uh, so then I am going to go with um, my boy, Justin Jefferson. I am shocked. You went Justin. Jefferson. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it absolutely shocks me. Ooh. So Kittle went in between Josh and myself. I was thinking about taking th- third rounds, a good sweet spot for um, Kittle in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to go with wide receiver. This guy is in my top five. It is Keenan Allen. I am totally fine having him as my wide receiver one. 
How do you feel, Bradley? Uh, I'm not okay. Uh, I had both Kittle and Keenan Allen were the two guys that I were looking to take in team three and whoever Brady Rose 12 is took my guys. <laughs> so why not pick another running back? And I'll go with a guy that's going to get a lot of volume and that's Daryl Henderson uh, to get my third running back uh, in three rounds. Um, while we're waiting for Jeremy's, do you have him above Dar- David Montgomery in your rankings? You know, I have to pull up my rankings really quick. I think they're pretty close. They're both in that, I think it's 17 to 20 range. Okay. It's kind of where I have them. And I'm just purely based off of volume. I do think David Montgomery is going to get a lot of volume. Um, I do have David Montgomery at 17 and Daryl Henderson at 18. So, I mean, flip a coin when you're at 17 or 18. Fair enough. So in between uh, Bradley and Jeremy went AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, which is bold. (laughs) And then Darren Waller. So I was... Actually, I don't know. I, I was a little surprised to see A.J. Brown hang around there for so long. Um, I was really hoping he'd make it a couple more spots. Um, but I'm going to go wide receiver here, and I'm going to go Allen Robinson. You guys know I'm big Allen Robinson guy. Uh, I like his value there to be my wide receiver one. And then it was McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, Godwin, David Montgomery, and Julio Jones. And I'm back on the clock. I love Team 11's team. Just gonna say it. It's a nice one. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, Austin Eckler, Miles Sanders, and David Montgomery. So that far. is solid. That's definitely yeah. solid. Where are you going here, Jeremy? I'm going to be honest. I don't. This is about that range where I start to be a little iffy on the running back value. I think there's some guys still on the board there, but we're getting to that point. So I think I'm going to. All right, changed my mind. I'm going to grab Kareem Hunt here because I think that's the last guy where I really feel like really good about him in this range. And I think I can snag some wide receiver value here in, in a round or two. So that puts me on the clock. Mike Evans, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen all just went. And, and I'm obviously looking at the wide receivers. The guy that jumps off to me is Robert Woods, but considering I just picked Daryl Henderson, I, I don't like taking two players from the same team. Uh, so I kind of have to pivot a little bit. And I'm going to go with, with DJ Moore, somebody that I would say I'm a little bit higher on than the average person. Uh, and I'm going to pick him to be my wide receiver one. So I'm, I'm tickled pink right now because I got, in my opinion, two wide receiver ones. I'm taking CD lamb who is in Gosh, my top damn. 12 um, to pair up with Keenan Allen as my receivers. That's tough. I was hoping that he would fall to me, but having Brady ahead of me, I was not expecting that. <laughs> so the two, uh, Cowboy receivers went back to back. So uh, Brady picked CeeDee Lamb and then Amari Cooper went right behind him. So I am in a similar boat to Jeremy that I'm not loving the running backs here. So I think I'm still going to stay in the wide receiver area. So I think I'm going to go. Oh, boy. You know, Mr. Reliable, we're going to go with Robert Woods. And it's uh, maybe a bit early, but I like the stability that he can bring to my wide receiver two uh, position. And then team one went Miles Gaskin, or as Bradley likes to go, Miles Gaskins. Miles Gaskins. So uh, just just before you go, um, Robert Woods, I feel like fourth and a mile will always have Robert Woods. Mm -hmm. Um, So that rounds out our fourth round. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will continue the mock draft. 
Hi guys, this is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile Pod. That's 4th and a Mile Pod. Thanks guys, and now back to the sports. Welcome back into the 4th and a Mile podcast. We are in the 5th round of our mock draft, and before we continue on, it would probably be good to tell the listeners where we're at. So Josh, let's start with you. You had picked two. Um, who were your first four picks? So I had Christian McCaffrey, uh, Chris Carson, Justin Jefferson, and Robert Woods. Perfect. So I had picked four, and I went Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon. Then I had um, – help me out, guys. Keenan Allen and CeeDee Lamb. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> My computer screen just totally went nuts. <laughs> well, I had picked five. I'll actually lock it in. Um, <laughs> and I went Jonathan Taylor first, then I went DeAndre Swift, and then I went with a third running back, Daryl Henderson, and then I closed out my top four picks with uh, DJ Moore. And then I had picked nine. I started with Ezekiel Elliott, then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Allen Robinson, and Kareem Hunt. All right, so then that leads us to uh, the fifth round and the second pick. I'm starting us off here. And I still am absolutely loving the wide receivers here. So for my number three wide out, I think I'm going to go with, this is typically not something that I would do, but I still think that they have standalone value um, by themselves. No, I'm going to pivot. I was going to go with Cooper cup, but I think I'm going to go Tyler Lockett instead. I like me some Tyler Lockett. You were going to go with both. Ram receivers, huh? Yep, but I pivoted. I did not like it. So, in between those went Lamar Jackson, which who I was considering very much so. Um, and so now I'm looking, and I have two running backs, have two receivers. I look at the quarterback position. I have Dak Prescott that I can um, stack with CD Lamb, which I kind of like. Um, so it kills me because I'm not going to get Kyle Pitts, which I was really going to take. Um, <laughs> but with the stack of CD Lamb and Dak Prescott, that is who I'm going to take. In the fifth round, I feel comfortable taking Dak Prescott. I like it. All right. So I'm on the clock now, and, and I'm going to go with someone who hits home for us, and that's Adam Thielen. I think people saw how much how many touchdowns he caught last year and thinks he can't re- reproduce that. But I also think he's going to be more involved from a volume perspective. I'm, I'm so comfortable taking him in the fifth round. Like I feel like his numbers last year were predicated on touchdowns, which I Mm -hmm. feel like he is going to have more production because Jefferson is going to get number one, going to get the attention. So Thielen Mm -hmm. is our wide receiver too, in a sense. Yep. I think that transition will be more, I think that transition will be more prevalent next year. Yep. If not, it already been the case last year. So I am back up on the clock and it's zero question what button I'm hitting here. Cooper Cup, welcome to the squad. Didn't even, didn't even have to think about it. That was a very easy pick for you. Your tight yeah. end four was there, and you didn't take him? No. <laughs> it's all talk right now. We got to get him back. Hey, <laughs> if, if Cooper was not there, then I would have. Hey, how, hey Brady, shout out Team 11, though. We got Kyle Pitts. I'm drafted for Team 11, too, right now. <laughs> Miles Sanders, Eckler, and Pitts. All right, so I'm back on the clock. Um, as they just mentioned, it was OBJ, and then it was Kyle Pitts, Herbert, Chase Edmonds, Russell Wilson, and Mike Davis. So quarterbacks are kind of heading off the board here fairly quickly. Now. I love Chase Edmonds in the sixth. That's a good pick for me, that first team 12. I'm a little disappointed that they just snagged Mike Davis from me, team 10 there. 
They definitely need a running back, though. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I don't know what I want to do. Uh, I'll put my money where my mouth is. And uh, last week I was hyping up Brandon Ayuk. Had him pretty high. I will take him here as my wide receiver three. Big swing. I like it. I'm happy. Um, so the next three picks were Javante Williams, uh, Rohim Mostert, and uh, James Robinson. Team six decided just to snag the whole Jacksonville backfield. Um, so I'm going to I'm gonna go with a guy that, uh, that's going to get a lot of hype, I, I think, more so in dynasty leagues than in redraft. But I do think there is some value there, and that's Jamar Chase, um, an nice. ultimately talented player. Um, let's not forget who Jamar Chase was when Justin Jefferson was playing there. Nobody, nobody was I'm not going to say they weren't focused on, on Justin Jefferson, but Jamar Chase was the guy set the records um, and he's paired up with his college quarterback. So I think he does have a lot of redraft um, value and I think he's going to be a good player this year and I'm happy getting him as my wide receiver three. So looking here, um, I, I normally don't take quarterbacks and tight ends this early, but I feel like this is kind of value where TJ Hawkinson is. And, and at camp, they're saying he is the best skill position player in Detroit. Now Detroit's that's not saying much in Detroit, Ooh, um, but body, get bodied. Sorry, but it, it's true. <laughs> um, I'll take TJ Hawkinson and hopefully they just pepper him with about 150 targets this year. That's great. I think, I think the sixth round is a good spot for him. To be honest, after I picked Ayuk, I was kind of a little disappointed. I didn't think harder on the, the tight end spot there, but I think that's good for Hawkinson. Hmm. Now I am looking at, so I got two running backs and three receivers. Uh, I was thinking tight end had Hawkinson fell to me, but he did not. So I think I am going to go with my boy Rojo and solidify my running back three position. And so then I, I picked Rojo. Uh, Before you move on, Bradley and I talked about this off air this weekend. We're getting really high on Ronald Jones. I mean, he's, he's 20, I think he's 23 years old. Um, He had a really good year last year. He just, he didn't really do well in the playoffs. And so if he's on Bruce Arians, good side, he can have some value. So I like him as an RB RB three for sure. Yeah. I still think. The quarterbacks that are available, like if I'm not getting one of the top, top ones, I still think, I don't know. I don't hate that either. Uh, you know, we're going to wait on quarterbacks still. I think I'm going to go with a home run swing here at the wide receiver position. And I am going to go with Cortland Sutton. I think that it's, he's just such a physical specimen and having him as my wide receiver four feels fantastic. So now looking here, I need a, I need a running back three. And so <clears throat> looking at the board, there's, there's one for sure starter that I'm seeing and it's Damian Harris. So I'm going to take that and hopefully um, he can produce as a starter um, in camp. It's sounding like he is going to be the number one running back there. Ramondre Stevenson isn't going to be an issue. Um, Sony Michelle might get cut. So um Damian Harris for me is the pick. Great value in the seventh round to get somebody who's going like to come in and produce. For me, I'm going back to receiver again to get my fourth straight one, uh, and I'm going to go no farther than uh, Jerry Judy, somebody that I would say I'm higher than the most or than most people are on him. I think I have Jerry Judy 
at wide receiver 20 right now. So getting him uh, as my is, wide receiver four. High. Yep. Yeah. So I would say I'm very comfortable getting him in the, in the seventh round. Were you happy to see Josh go Cortland Sutton before? I was because I didn't really want to have to debate between the two. So I was very content with Josh taking the risk. On you're, his you're welcome. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so I am on the clock now after Noah Fant, Juju, and DJ Chark went. DJ Chark. I think I'm going back to wide receiver and I'm going to take Devontae Smith. Oh. Uh, he is somebody that I, we've talked about a little bit on the show. But I'm really, I'm really excited for him. I think he's going to be the wide receiver one. He's a pretty polished route runner. And, and I just don't think there's a lot to take, a lot, many pieces to take away from him. And I think he's going to be pretty safe uh, week to week for you. And as my wide receiver four, that's really all I can ask for. I, I love Devonta Smith this year in redraft leagues as well. He's going to cut, I mean, he's the alpha there. I agree. I, I had a feeling you'd like that one too. Yep. Um, so then it was Goddard, Fournette, David Johnson, Cooks, Fuller, and Aaron Rodgers. And I am back on the clock. What a reach on a the quarterback there. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a comment. Um, let's see. So I think I'm okay right now on wide receiver. I'm looking at kind of some options for quarterback. And, and as Josh alluded to, I think in this space, you know, with most of the big names gone, you, you're afforded a little bit of time to wait. I'm going to go for my running back four, and I'm taking a little bit of a swing, and I'm going to take Michael Carter. Uh, this might be a little bit of a surprise, but his name is a dynasty gotten... startup, or is this a reason? <laughs> oh, I, I don't mind that at all. His, it, as a running back four, I'm looking for guys, and, and this is just my perspective on the pick, I'm looking for guys that could potentially hit, you know, guys that you could be somewhat Boom. safe. And it sounds like he's going to be a 1A, 1B type of type of uh, running back right away. And if that continues throughout the year and he takes it and succeeds, he could be really, really successful by the end of the year. So yeah, I, I, I see it more like two, a, I, I was just saying that because you took two rookies. I wanted Michael Carter, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm very happy that Jeremy talked himself out of going the quarterback route because that's kind of what I have my eyes on. Uh, and I'm going to go with Matthew Stafford, somebody that I'm higher than most on. And I think he's just primed to have, do I do I dare say, an MVP-type season with, with a perfect, perfect core that he has there. He, he's going to be really good this year. I like that. So for me um, – I'm really thin at the wide receiver position right now, um, but I love my top two. Um, and, and for me, it's looking later in the draft. There's so many wide receivers late that I like for dart throws and not a lot of running backs that I like. So I look at the running back position and, and I see a lot of backups, but Zach Moss is the starter in Buffalo. In my opinion, I don't think Devin Singletary is the starter. I think Zach Moss is the guy. So I'm going to take him with the opinion that he is going to be the starter on a very good offense. So Brady's took Zach Moss, and then in between him and I uh, was Kenyon Drake. KD in LV. <laughs> I had to take a second because it's not AZ anymore. So I don't have a quarterback. I don't have a tight end yet. I am thinking about... I have only have three running backs, so that could be a possibility as well. 
I think I'm going to go. Boy, this is tough. I'm going to take a swing on a guy getting goal, goal line work. I'm going to go James Conner out of Arizona. And then uh, Curtis Samuel and Jarvis Landry went uh, on the turn for team one. And then in the ninth round of the second pick, I'm debating between two quarterbacks. I'm debating between Jalen Hurts and Ryan Tannehill. Actually, most of the league, except Jeremy, and Jeremy's going to probably pick one of those two. I am going to go – I'm just going to take my pick of those two, and I'm going to go Ryan Tannehill. <clears throat> and then after me went Mike Williams. <clears throat> oh, that was one of my late-round flyers that I was going to take. Brady, Brady, as yes. you pivot, um, I, I pose a question to you guys. I think it would be good for listeners. So James Conner goes 8-11 to Josh. Chase Edmonds goes 6-1 uh, to one of the computer which which one would you guys rather have if it, taking into account where it was drafted and and the player and where your projections are? I think I lean eight eleven and James Conner. Absolutely, one hundred percent for me. I think I have James Conner rated higher than Chase Edmonds. I believe you. I believe you do, based off last week's episode. Yeah, having him be my wide receiver or running back uh, four feels really good. Yeah, I have James Conner at twenty five and uh, Chase Edmonds at thirty two. And if he can help you a wide receiver too, Josh, that's even better. I mean, I'll take it. So I have four running backs and I have two receivers and I have my quarterback and tight end filled out. So my last, what is it? Six picks are probably going to be receivers. If I'm going to be honest with you. Um, So it's time to start taking dart throws. I think this one's more of a safe pick. I think as a podcast, we are lower, but I like his upside this year. Um, And it's Tyler Boyd. He's playing the slot. He's going to start um, and he's going to have value. I'm here for that. So now I, I have kind of a, a debate and, and it, it could go either way on this. Uh, the two that I'm debating between is Naheem Hines and Tony Pollard. And so what I could do is I could essentially handcuff my first round pick or essentially steal Jeremy's handcuff. And, and I do think steal that it. they steal I, it. I do think they both have standalone value. Um, but I'm going to focus on myself and my team. And I think Naheem Hines is the best play for me, both from a standalone value and if for some reason something happens to Jonathan Taylor. Um, so I'm going to go with Naheem Hines. I like it. Take him. I'll just go ahead and take Tony. <laughs> so, uh, like, honest question, honest <clears throat> question. If I wouldn't have said anything like that, would you have taken Tony Pollard? I, he, he would have absolutely been on my, my top list um, in terms of guys I want to take. I am not always a have to secure a handcuff guy, but I think you and I have talked, and maybe it was on the week that it was just you and I, but I, I really like Pollard. I know you two too. I think Brady and Josh do as well, but I think he does have standalone value, even, even if Zeke is there. But obviously I think given the body change with Zeke, I think that encourages me more to take a handcuff there just because you don't know. And he has, does have a lot of tread on his tires. So I think it's good to secure with him and and they'll have a good offense. So it doesn't hurt to have another piece. I like Pollard. I I don't know if he has standalone value. Well, if Zeke is healthy, I, I think they're the report is that they're going to give Tony Pollard more, but at the end of the day, you pay that much money for Zeke. They're going to give him the ball, but I, I do like Tony Pollard. I just realized that 
Tunyon was taken right before me in the ninth round, and I am now sad. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm not going to lie to you. I have no idea where to go with tight end, so I'm going to wait there, and I am going to take a quarterback. <laughs> oh, Brady's going to make fun of me, but I am going to take Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> This is not a dynasty startup, I promise you. Oh, my goodness gracious. Team it's, not the, it's not the worst pick. So no, I'm Actually, back on the, we're being too nice right now to people. Yeah, start, no. Start, start that trash talk. I'm back on the clock, and, and I'm usually not a, a huge handcuff kind of guy, but I, but I also see that Jamal Williams is sitting there, and I, if I feel like my first two picks are protected if they do for some reason get hurt or if they do for some reason enter into some kind of COVID protocols. I think it's, it's not a bad idea uh, just considering where the league's at. Um, obviously we don't know if players are vaccinated or not, um, but um, let's say DeAndre Swift's a late scratch and, and Jamal Williams is the guy. I think it, it's really safe for, for my fantasy team to take Jamal Williams. And so that's what I'm going to do. That, that's a great point especially with your early running backs, you yeah handcuff, but they might just be out for a week because of the, the COVID protocols. Um, I'm taking another wide receiver dart throw. Uh, we've already talked about him earlier. Henry Ruggs is on the squad. I like it. So then Brady took Henry Ruggs and then after him went Corey Davis. I don't have a tight end yet. And then being on the turn, this is kind of something that you have to adjust kind of strategically um, so the team that is on the turn right now also doesn't have a tight end. So I think if I don't take one, that the odds of him taking one are pretty high. So I'm going to take my guy, Tyler Higby here. And then he ended up taking Irv Smith right after. And then Devin Singletary, the running back out of Buffalo. And so now I have four running backs, four receivers, a quarterback and a tight end. So I am pretty balanced. So I can try to just take my best player available and that this is tough i think i i'm gonna go with the swing of antonio brown he's gonna be the wide receiver three there in tampa bay but <clears throat> that's gonna be an awesome offense i think there's gonna be some value to be had in the 11th round there so I will take in between those Josh's uh, tight end one, Rob Gronkowski went <laughs> and pick, got picked. Tough. <laughs> um, but so for me, taking another dart throw at wide receiver in this very well could be the wide receiver one in Baltimore. Um, he's getting a lot of news right now. The hype train is real for Rashad Bateman. Um, I'm sure you guys saw the play of him going yep. around Marlon Humphrey and making a really nice play. I think they're going to throw the ball more in Baltimore. So I'm going to go with Rashad Bateman. It's a good pick. And when you were talking about a potential guy, I thought you were taking my guy. Um, so I'm going to go back on the wide receiver train <laughs> as well. And I'm going to take a dart throw on Darnell Mooney. Um, a guy that is very loved in Chicago. They talk very highly of Darnell Mooney. And, and I think with an improved quarterback play, I think his production is going to get a little bit higher. Teammate just made me. <laughs> we, I thought we lost what, you there for a second, Jeremy. Yeah. The sound you just heard was Jeremy's soul leaving his body. <laughs> I was disappointed. I really like Marvin Jones as a late, kind of a late flyer. I love Marvin Jones as a late flyer for like four years in a row now. He just, 
he can pop off for 25 points in a random week. Yeah, you know, that's did we do a did we do a, did we do a podcast where Josh forgot his name and it was like yes, yes. Guy? I was just gonna bring that up too. Cool. So I'm gonna shift to a different late round flyer of mine, and that's Miko Hardman. I think he's gonna grab a hold of the wide receiver two and in Kansas City, and I think that'll be pretty valuable if he does that. So then it was Hunter Henry, Latavius Murray, Justin Fields, T.Y. Hilton, Elijah Moore, and Baker Mayfield. And I am back on the clock with still no very good options at tight end, but I'm just going to take a guy. Do you expect that I think... the options to get better as the draft progresses? <laughs> It's like when, when you're hungry and you open up the fridge and there's nothing in there, but then you open it up again four more times just to expecting something to show up. <laughs> That's a phenomenal <laughs> metaphor. I love so it. So I'm just going to take all take reliable. Take no, Tim we're, Tebow, we're going with Jared Cook. Hopefully he can catch a couple balls and just fall in the end zone week to week. So Jared go. Cook it is. Took Jared Cook over John o. Smith, huh? I, I just don't know how to feel about those two tight ends. I mean, if I went straight based off my rankings, it, no, I would not take Jared Cook, but as far as having two tight ends there, yeah, yeah, makes sense. All right, so now I'm back on the clock. Kirk Cousins, John Smith, and Alexander Madison went. I'm going back to the quarterback position and, and talk about taking a flyer when you're in the 12th round um, and you get somebody that could arguably be top five at their position. Uh, you feel pretty dang good about it, and that's Deshaun Watson. Dang it. So I feel I feel so good about this because if Deshaun Watson ends up not playing this year, I have Matthew Stafford. And, and I'm yep. fine with Matthew Stafford. I'll drop Deshaun Watson in a single quarterback league and I'll pick somebody else up. That's good. So getting Deshaun Watson in the 12th round at 12-8, it for me, it's a no-brainer. It's funny. It's kind of ironic that you picked him because last round I was going to ask you guys, but I didn't have a good spot to – interject but i was going to say hey you guys were pretty adamant last week that he should be in the rankings but nobody had taken him to this point so i was going to bring him up but you stole my thunder there you're welcome (laughs) (sighs) what's the earliest you would have you would have taken is this the earliest you take him no 10 around 10 i'd take him i mean i mean i mean i like if stafford's sitting in eight i'm i'm not taking uh a flyer on that but Certainly above like a Jalen Hurts, uh, I'm taking Deshaun Watson, in my opinion, uh, over a Justin Fields, over a Baker Mayfield, over Kirk, probably Matty Ice, just for the potential in a single quarterback league. I'd take Um, him over Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I I, I like him too. I just the start of it. I appreciate you guys not saying Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking taking him over Trevor Lawrence as well. So I'd probably uh, say round nine-ish would probably be where I'd go with Deshaun Watson. I would just keep talking so it auto-picks for me because I have no idea what the heck to do here. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick with the late-round flyers. Um, they have a top-five tight end in the league. Um, they have a top-five fantasy receiver. Um, so Gage. maybe, Yep, I'm taking Russell Gage. That, that just is so in tough. Case, um, Oh, that's so tough. All of that, all of the the Kyle Pitts gets <sighs> doubled, and um, I'm blanking on my boy. Oh, Calvin Ridley gets doubled as well. So I'll take Russell. Oh man, that stunk. I that was my plan. Um, you know we're gonna go with the handcuff of my RB one. We're going Chuba Hubbard. 
And then on the turn, Adam Troutman, tight end out of New Orleans, and Carson Wentz, a quarterback out of Indianapolis, went on the turn. And I am then going to go with another running back here. We're going to go J.D. McKissick. He's, I, there's a world that he's still involved heavily in the passing game, and just in case of that reality, get him here in the 13th. Do you guys think Wentz should go this low right now? Yes. 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 Border, I would not draft him right now, especially I would, not, I, number I would not either. Here. Just because we just don't know how bad it is in a one quarterback league, I probably wouldn't certainly two quarterback uh, league for sure though. Yeah, no, yeah, you would take him in a two quarterback. Um, I know <laughs> I said I was going receiver the rest of the time, um, but Bradley made a good point about if if one of your running backs is on the the protocol, and so I'm going to take another one that has a chance to have value right away in week one, um, and that's Tevin Coleman. He could be the starter in the first couple weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't see a long term value for him. Um, but he's been with the offensive coordinator before. So there's some trust there. I like it. Yeah, I'm torn. I still don't have a tight end yet. Uh, I feel pretty good where I'm at as far as like quarterbacks. I feel very good about my running backs and wide receivers. So it's kind of just kind of a dart throw. I, I do Are you take a tight end. I, I'm going to in the last two rounds. Uh, okay. I feel pretty good about the tight ends that are left and, and the value can get there. So this is my last non tight end. Um, so I'm going to go with receiver. Um, and in, it's it's just tough. There's there's so many dart throws at this point. It's kind of who's your guy, and I don't even know who my guy is. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna take John Brown, just a veteran savvy guy um, that might have a increased role in Las Vegas depending on Henry Ruggs and how healthy Henry Ruggs is. I was about to like say good pick, but then I remember that I'm supposed to be critical. So I was like, ah, oh, horrible pick, <laughs> horrible pick. Couldn't have picked the worst pick. Oh, nice. Job. So after, uh, let's get back to the board here. After Cole Beasley, or after John Brown was Cole Beasley, <laughs> after Ray Cohen and Kenneth Gainwell. Um, so I'm back on the clock. And because I have Trevor Lawrence and I get it, it's a one quarterback league. But this dude has the best five, first five weeks of every single year. So get the first five weeks out of him, then cut him. That's Ryan Fitzmagic, baby. Bradley Love Fitz this year. <laughs> do not draft. <laughs> he is in my do not draft. He's quarterback two for me. He'll be all right. What did you guys <laughs> think about the, the report of right now it's split time between Fitz and uh... – the X Minnesota Viking, I forget his Heineke. 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 I'm, guys, I'm a load of crap. I'm a load of crap. Why? Why? Why are we talking like Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't anything he's, more than he's a lightning in a bottle? He's he is lightning a in a journeyman. Bottle. He is a journeyman at Put, best. Let's not respect on his name. Signing Ryan Fitzpatrick does not elevate you to become a Super Bowl championship team. I never said. I'm that. sorry, <laughs> but they, they were have, a playoff they team last year. Championship aspirations. Yeah. Give me Heineke. Bradley, it's your pick. (laughs) I'm going tight end. So Bradley's up now because I drafted uh, to try to make the median of my age a little bit higher. (laughs) I drafted AJ Green. I don't think that would affect the median. It's going to probably affect the the average. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Take take me back to fourth grade math one time for one time. Um, So, like I said, I'm going to go two tight ends here. And the first one I'm going to go with is Cole Komet, uh, first tight end taken in last year's NFL draft. I think 
Just kidding. I have Darnell Mooney. I'm not taking Cole Komet. I'm going to go. Yeah. (laughs) Wait a minute. Um, I'm going to go Blake Jarwin. I was, I was going to say that, but I did. (laughs) I would have taken my guy. Um, so for me, I, I think he's the wide receiver one right now. Um, in New Orleans. So I'm going to go with Traquan Smith here in the 14th round. I feel like the value is there for that, just in case um, Jameis is a quarterback. And I even think with Taysom Hill, he's going to have some value until Michael Thomas returns. Oh, I like that pick a lot. Um, you know, he's been uh, posed as having a breakout, right? I was just about to go Gabe Davis, but I'm going to pivot. Uh, he's been <laughs> showing out on uh, in, tra- in camp so far. So we're going to go with uh, Terrace Marshall. And then uh, Christian Kirk, and then uh, Daryl Williams. What's his first name? Uh, Daryl. Damian. Yep. Damian. No, that's Daryl. No, that's that's Daryl. Yeah, it's from Kansas lot. City. Yep. Oh, it's yep. from Kansas City, not Chicago. Yep. I was gonna take uh, take Trey Lance with my last pick. With, I uh, was too. But... That's that's super tough. Uh, but he was selected right before me in the 14th round here. So I'm gonna have maybe a similar thought process, and just in case I don't really believe in the maybe he has a sophomore renaissance we're taking Tua. it was my oh that oh i'm mad and then geo went right after me and brady's on the clock (sighs) um did you get geo or Tua? Tua. oh i wanted Tua really bad he's been (laughs) having a pretty darn good camp too from what it from what it sounds like um taking a lot of trips down to miami are you yep um (laughs) I'm going to take a guy who, if he is the starting quarterback, he has the potential to be a QB one because of his rushing ability. I'm going with Taysom Hill. I think regardless, I was going to say, regardless, he's QB 14, whether he's he's starting or not. (laughs) Let's go. So with my last pick, I'm going to go tight end again. And I've already came up with the idea or not the idea I've settled with the idea that I'm going to be streaming tight ends throughout the season. So I'm going to go with a guy who's getting a lot of buzz just because he is the only guy they have there. And that's Gerald Everett. And so that's, that's who I'm, uh, I know that was who Jeremy's going to say. That's a phenomenal pick. <laughs> I absolutely value. love that pick. That was 100% <laughs> my pick. <laughs> and as soon as it got to him, I'm like, I knew he's it. gone. He's gone. <laughs> Shouldn't have taken AJ Green. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, uh, he could I, be a wide receiver I'm, too. There. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Offense. Two days ago, or maybe it was last night, I got lost in a rabbit hole of beat reporter stuff, and I adjusted my rankings. I was doing all this different stuff. I got, I gotta stop paying attention. You, to you get that. lost in the sauce, is what you did. What did I you did. have AJ Green in the top twenty-four? <laughs> no. <laughs> is he a wide receiver three for you now? Hmm. I mean, is it out of the 36 possible <laughs> potential option? I mean, I don't think it's very likely, but yeah. if they have a really good offense and he's there too, like definitely could have value. Oh, certainly could. Um, Tim being too so nice. I'm going to take, I'm going to take, Anthony, I'm going to take Anthony Ferkser because why not? I like it. <laughs> Why did I say I don't like that? Why did I say that? He's going to be horrible this year. <laughs> Went from a freak athlete tight end to Anthony Ferkser, <laughs> the default tight end. Uh, uh, okay, well let's let's go through our rosters. Josh, we'll start with you. Uh, so you want me to go through the picks, or just like quarterback, running back, running back, wide out, wide out? 
Just the picks. All right, so I have McCaffrey, Carson, Justin Jefferson, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Ronald Jones, Cortland Sutton, um, holy cow, James Conner, Ryan Tannehill, Tyler Higby, Antonio Brown, uh, Chuba Hubbard, uh, J.D. McKissick, uh, Terrence Marshall, and Tua Tagovailoa. Okay, so the winning team or like the best team, the team to beat in the draft, um, drafted oh, Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Brady. <laughs> Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, TJ Hawkinson, Damian Harris, Zach Moss, Tyler Boyd, Henry Ruggs third, Rashad Bateman, Russell Gage, Tevin Coleman, Traquan Smith, and then Taysom Hill. So much for all wideouts, though, huh, Brady? I talked myself out of it. <laughs> All right, so the team picking in the fifth slot, their players are as followed. Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Jamar Chase, Jerry Judy, Matt Stafford, Naheem Hines, Jamal Williams, Darnell Mooney, D- John Watson. <laughs> oh my goodness, what are you, are you struggling to read? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. No, because it only has first initial. Yeah, last name, I so mean, sometimes I, I oversaw a little bit like, wait, and what then is you like, Marshall's yeah, first name? And there's all these colors. So John Brown, Blake Darwin, and Gerald Everett. <laughs> all these colors. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jeremy, please tell me you're going to do a little bit better than what he just did. That was horrible. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I, I got to catch myself here. All right, so I had Ezekiel Elliott, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Allen Robinson, Kareem Hunt, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Smith, Michael Carter, Tony Pollard, and I could probably stop there because I don't really like a pick of mine after that. But then I had Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> Miko Hardman, Jared Cook, Ryan Fitzmagic, A.J. Green, and Anthony Ferkser. Hardman in the 11th yeah. is good. So we're going to have to – Yeah, that was my only pick. And see who, who won this, right? Yes. Yes, I, right. I totally agree. Team eleven. This is one of, as far as mock drafts that we've done. This is probably the most confident I've been in a mock draft. I think I thought I balled out. I'm not going to lie to you. You're fine with ty- Tyler Higby being your tight end. No, but if I'm not going to get the top three guy, I don't think it's going to matter. My team's the team to beat. Okay. Just call it out as. Okay. <laughs> you got Hawkinson at pick six or round six, pick nine. Also good for you. Moving up, um, we're gonna go to our ones gotta go, and this one's gonna be interesting. So we're doing it by like um, position groups, you could say, or like their styles. So it's the Browns' run game, Chiefs' passing game, the Washington Football Team's pass rush, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers' linebacker core. So Bradley, which one of these has to go? Yeah, I mean, when we got on air and we were talking about our rundown, I said this was really tough. Um, for me, it, the two defensive slots, they're, they're staying, uh, the linebackers from Tampa Bay and the Washington football team pass rush. I think those are the two that I would lean towards building my franchise around. And when you have a good pass rush, it makes your, your linebackers look good. It makes your secondary look good. And, and we saw what the, the Tampa Bay linebackers did, um, covering Travis Kelsey and just, just being ball hawks. And so now it, it goes between the Browns and the Chiefs for me, and, and I lean for keeping the Chiefs and, and getting rid of the Browns running game just because I believe there's other really good run games around the league, 
that can emulate what the Browns are doing. They just might not be as good. So for me, the Browns run game's got to go. Josh, what do you think? Uh, I was having the exact opposite approach that Bradley did. I was like, okay, so the Browns run game and the Chiefs passing game is going to stay. Now it's just between the Washington football team's pass rush. The offense, he's all in for and Tampa Bay's linebackers. (laughs) But he makes a good point with like that there are better rushing attacks than in the league than the Browns, like maybe like Tennessee, you know, Minnesota, Carolina. So I actually think he convinced me of just total. I think, yeah, I'm. he convinced me I'm going Browns run game. Interesting. Jeremy, are you going that route as well? I am. I had a little bit different process. I cut it down to Browns run game and the linebackers, but I went with the Browns run game. Bradley did not like that thought process. I, I just, I feel like when I talked about the Tampa Bay not being as good, I got ridiculed on here because the linebackers essentially, I'm not going to say they won them the Super Bowl, but the lack of offensive were... line lost the Chiefs the Super Bowl. Not true. I think I, that's my take. I tried to take all of these four only comparing against each other and trying to think what's the easiest to uh, scheme against or like to plan against. That's how I, I guess. And I think you, you think... can get, I think you can get by with not, not get by or be as good as the Tampa Bay linebackers, but I think you can get by with average linebackers. I would agree with that. In the NFL. Well, that's all the Packers have been doing for 10 years, so. Easier than the Washington football team's pass rush and pass rush and the Chiefs passing game. I don't – I was in the same boat as you, Jeremy. It was between the Browns run game and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebackers um, because I feel like you can win a championship with either one of those not being the case. I mean, last year – That's a fair – that's a good take. The Chiefs – didn't have or like not last year but the year before they didn't have a big name running back and they didn't have a run game and they won the super bowl so i mean that's an argument since you three did the browns run game i'll do tampa bay's buck the tampa bay linebacker core even though i really like them and i've backed them up forever no yeah that's fair uh I like their rationale for that too. So that wraps up this episode of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep and we'll see you.